0: Oh, there you go, listeners. There you go. That is Lonnie Lee from his brand new Back to Basics album. And the track, of course, was called Only Sixteen. And guess what, listeners? We've got Mr. Lonnie Lee on the phone. How are you going there, Lonnie? I'm pretty good, Phil. Oh, look, I'm doing I'm doing really, really well. And uh doing really well. How how were uh, how are you coping with this uh with all this nonsense that's going on with COVID?
1: It's pretty weird, isn't it? I must say, in my in my many years of life, it's, I, I would have to say this is the weirdest uh, weirdest time. And I've gone through a few weird times, believe me. But uh, at the moment, it's uh, it's really strange. And of course, one wonders where it's going to end. That, I think that is a big uh, $64 question, you know.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Look, we were hoping it would be all over. I feel so much for you guys because th- this is your bread and butter and this is what you were born to do. You started singing in the local mm. church choir when you were seven. and Unbelievable.
1: Yes, all the jobs have gone, unfortunately. Well, uh, hopefully next year, uh, uh, you know, some things will happen. But then again, I don't think... Uh, it will come back the same as what it was before. I think it, uh, it'll be, it'll be, uh, you know, it'll warp into something else different.
0: Yeah. Yes. Well, I
1: anyway. I'm the greatest pessimist that there is. So okay. we'll be fine. I'll see you on the road somewhere. Oh, well, look. I, ha- <laughs> I
0: hope so, my friend. I hope so because, you know, you're 79 years of age, turning 80 in a couple of weeks' time. How, and how do you feel about what? You doing what you're doing? You must. You obviously love it, and you you wouldn't have thought when you were sort of seven and. Picked up a guitar and 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 started sort of doing you know impersonations of um, um you know uh, Nat King Kyle, Johnny, Johnny Ray, yeah. and that you wouldn't be thinking when you were doing that that oh I'm going to still be doing this in sixty years time.
1: No way in the world. In fact i I never thought about I never thought about it uh, being a career. You know it that didn't enter my mind at all because prior to. Um, uh, me entering um, you know that that same era mm. there were there were very very few people doing anything in the in the music industry as as, as a as a living extremely um, few people leave. even the recording industry was only made three or four artists that were had been recording so it was out of the question to be of like for example, if one was in America or england yes. there 'd be uh, quite a history there as as far as um, people um, you know um, earning a living from from uh, the entertainment industry but I just did it because I love to sing and so next week was, there, there was another job and the week after that there was another another place and another place and another one and It just kept on going and it's still going so it's really uh, that's really how it happened I didn't go get into it to uh, to make money from it
0: really no I guess it's, mm. I guess when you started you wouldn't think that this would be something that you would you would make I guess everybody wants to do no it. not then no no, no. And, and And you've been doing it for sixty years and 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 you moved to america and you 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 were working with people like Glenn Campbell and Roy Orbison mm. and sure mm. what what was that like for you how did, How did that all make you feel like you've thought you' i'm in america I've hit the big time now and
1: yeah well, i don't i've had the big di- i haven't hit the big time but i certainly was um, had a diverse um, time over there there's no doubting about it I performed all the place um as an individual and uh, and with my band uh uh, all over the place and i end up um, um being involved with a guy called mickey stevenson who uh, wrote um dancing in the streets and a whole bunch of stuff for he was a vice president of motown in the early stages so we were together for about about a year in uh, in hollywood and i was doing that and then i was uh then i went to nashville and uh, as a songwriter and so and hit uh um hit, hit the goal there uh in in one manner of speaking and uh, ended up with uh Roy Orbison and uh, was with, with Roy Orbison for quite some time and then also um, starting businesses over there and we were looking after the biggest uh, country music uh, nightclubs in, uh, in Nashville and doing lots of other uh, recording stuff and so it, it was a very, very diverse um, time for me, you know, the 14, 15 years that I spent there.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, before you went there though, back in like in the 60s, you were, you were, you were um, awarded the Golden Microphone Award for Australia's most mm. popular record. Star, So you must have felt back even then, because you, you would have been still, like how long, you were born in the 40s, so you're only like 20 years of age, 21 years of age. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and yeah, to well, be awarded yeah. with that, that's such a prestigious thing back then, you must have thought, geez, this is, this is really happening, and then when you went to the States in 70, uh, 71, um, mm. working with people of like that. I mean, Roy Orbison, mm. goodness me, that guy's huge. And sure, <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah, well, but, but the thing is that uh, I never had um, that much uh, – it sounds ridiculous, actually, but I really never had that much confidence um, in myself as a uh, – as anything, uh, really in the, in the entertainment industry. I just did it because I loved it. It wasn't because my, uh, I thought I was better, um, with anybody. I, I, I was never competitive and I still am, am not competitive at all. But as far as, um, back then, um, I was more intimidated when I went to the United States, Amen. um, because it seemed like every, everyone was better than, uh, was better than me. And I thought, well, there's absolutely no hope in the world that then. So once, but once again, just destiny took, uh, took a hold of my hand and, uh, and sent me through, uh, sent me through the door, and I was off. You know.
0: Well, I guess I can understand why you say intimidated, because I was speaking with Glenn Shorick about a month ago. Uh, he was one of my guests on air, and and he went to England um, when they won that Hoadley's mm. Battle of the Bands, and he went to Abbey Road, yes. went to Abbey Road to record mm. over there, and the Beatles were next door. And I said to Glenn, I oh, say, so how did how did it go? Did you meet John? Did you meet Paul? And he said, I was so intimidated by those guys, I, did, I didn't even know how to walk up and say hi. So yeah. I, I guess I can understand, because yeah, as I said, Cher and obviously they were they were they, well, they well, yeah, they were well, they, 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 there's Glenn, one, but.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well. When uh, when Glenn and the guys were in um, in London, I was there at the same time, performing all around the place there. And one of the the uh, the, uh, the uh, shows that I did was actually with them. They backed me for uh, uh, for one show. Um, he would more than like, he would more than likely uh, totally um, not remember that at all because it was just such a quick a uh, quick thing. But that was uh, that was then. That was before they had. Uh, uh, there are many hits, and then when I lived in Nashville, they uh, when they used to come around um, and play the auditoriums in Nashville, that, that they would always call in on me, and we'd uh, we'd get together, and then, then of course a long way to the top, we uh, we spent some time there.
0: Yeah, that was an incredible, that was an incredible experience. Great show, yeah. We all had a
1: wonderful life. time. Yeah, I can wonderful just time. Imagine,
0: uh, look, I would love to see something like that again. I mean, it was it was really a, the, the sort of brainchild of Billy Thorpe and um, yeah, um, mm-hmm. um, Gadinski, wasn't it? That put that thing together, and um, yeah,
1: yeah, was, it was great. We
0: went and saw it. Oh, actually, my friends and I—we all went as a group because, and a lot of the people that are listening to you now who absolutely love the Aussie music. Well, there was a gang of us, you mm. know, and it was like, oh wow, wouldn't wouldn't it be great if we could get all those guys back on stage again and relive that? You know, I mean, some of them have gone. Of course, they've passed, but like Bill's, yeah. Bill's gone, and Stevie Wright was part of it, and he's gone, and Jim casey yeah. has gone. Oh, yes. I mean you're the, yeah. you really are like one of the last men standing aren't you really I mean you
1: Well that's a, that's what they call him you certainly from my my year and the the uh um uh, the year you know the uh, first um wave there that was um I'm the only one really doing anything of um uh, uh at the level I guess that I'm on but going back to the long way to the top you know Billy and I uh, spent a lot of time um together in fact he uh, at the beginning of his career I was in um Uh, performing in Brisbane at a hotel in Brisbane. and uh, I, on a, for about a month. And on a Sunday afternoon, I'd run a uh, talent contest. And one day this young kid came up. I think he was about 14 or 15 or something. He came up and, uh, and wanted to sing, uh, sing a song. So I let him sing. And it was uh, it was Billy. He reminded me of that on the uh, Long Way to the Top show. He said, I'll never forget coming up and doing the song and uh, and you giving me the, the greatest confidence to uh, to continue on and all that sort of uh, stuff. And we did actually talk about um Doing all this sort of stuff again, but unfortunately, um, Billy passed, and yeah. uh, a lot of other things happened behind the scenes that uh, that didn't allow that stuff to happen, which is a great shame because it would have, uh, I think, it would have been successful every single time. You know,
0: uh, look, a, a, a tour like that with with performers like yourself and the, and the caliber of everybody on that act, you, you know, you could mm. do you could do that every year, like they like they do with. Um, you know Brian Cad and he gets he's involved with yeah. Brian Cad and Kate Sobrano, the Arpia the Arpia one that they that they tour every year with Kate and yeah you, long way to the top was was the most incredible thing that you could definitely yeah. do that every year and you'd still pack the houses people people seem to think that once you reach a certain age that you're over the hill but I mean I I've seen <laughs> I know it's ridiculous it's, age is a number it's a state of mind you know and I, I've seen yeah. Glenn, I've seen Glenn perform. You know, before all this nonsense, and I mean, he sits down and sings, but um, mm-hmm. his voice is still there. He's got an incredible yeah, voice. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, absolutely. Like, in, in my, I mean, you know, when I was young, naturally, I you you look at uh, look at older people and. Uh, and uh, the same, not just entertainers, but just uh, older people in general. And you think uh, think that they think old, and that uh, just because they they're phys- they're physically old, but now that I'm at this age here, yep. which is older than a lot of a uh, lot of my relatives even got to, yep. um, I uh, um, I understand now the the feeling of being uh, of, uh, of of sort of being old or being at this age, uh, this physical age, this number, but in in, in inside in my mind there's no way um, i'm at that age i'm i i i'm thinking around the uh, around the 50s 55 maybe uh, maybe even that that high but it's uh, even i'm i can't believe that i'm the age that i am i, I i'm a little bit shocked i think it, it can't be because i don't think like that i don't think you know 79 or 80 you know, so it's a really strange feeling, and, the, and your listeners who are younger, who are in the forties, fifties, and uh, and sixties, you'll more than likely experience the same thing if you're lucky enough to uh, to think uh, young all the time. You know.
0: Well, that's exactly right. I mean, I'm I'm 20 years younger than you, Lonnie. I'm only 62. Mm-hmm. But in my yep. mind, I mean, I've got I've got two children that are in that are you know they're grown adults now. But I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I keep up with them. I I, I, yeah, I, sure. I say to them, right. my son, my son says, "How do you do it, Dad?" And I go, "Age is a number. It's a state of yes, mind." Yes, and that's all it
1: is. It is, that's all right. it
0: is. It means nothing. So, how about yep. your singing? Obviously, you've been playing guitar for 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 a long, 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 long time. As long as you've been singing and mm. playing guitar you could do that in your sleep what about your vocals mm. now do you do you feel that you know you're still as strong as you as you were and you carry all those songs the same way because i know you'd pack a room it's like it's mm. like what's uh i'm trying to think of jade hurley i mean jade wherever he goes goodness me he packs them, he packs them out more yeah than, more
1: yeah. than a lot of the youngsters you know yeah exactly yeah well it's the same as us when we tour we go out there we're where um, you know people are um, uh, packed in the joint, but as as far as um, singing is concerned, in some cases I'm more freer um, uh, singing. I'm, I still sing everything in exactly the same keys and hit the same notes that I did when I was uh, when I was a teenager. So there's nothing's really changed there. It's my voice has matured a little bit. You know, I listened to my early records, and I was a little bit. Um, um, I guess um my voice was uh, was certainly thinner than what it is now but then again so was the EQing of the uh, of the instruments that we were singing into you know the recording uh, things there was nothing there to give us a depth of uh, of voice that we uh, we have were able to do now in the recording studio but as far as everything I've never I've never um, um, uh, rehearsed. I I can go from one, one, uh, one show to another show without picking a guitar up or singing a note or anything. It's just somehow it's just been very, very natural for me, which I've been very, very blessed and very thankful for.
0: So, do you need to do any sort of vocal warm ups? Because I see a lot of artists no, backstage, no, no. and I see them, and they're they're drinking lemon tea, and they're doing all sorts yeah, of things. No. And, and then they pick, <laughs> and they pick their they pick their songs in the playlist, and it's like I can't oh, sing no. that if I sing that too early in the gig, I won't be able to finish yeah. the gig and all this stuff.
1: So you don't do anything, no, no
0: warm ups, nothing, nothing, nothing at all. No, okay.
1: nothing at all. My, even my wife can't believe it. You, you, I don't sing in the shower. or <laughs> anything. She can't believe it. I just go on stage and the band exactly the same, they, and they they say the same thing. It's amazing how you just get on and just just do it. And I my my first song, I always make it a really a pushy up song. And mm-hmm. so um, um, I have no no, I have no problem at all. I've, I've just been very blessed and very lucky.
0: Fantastic. So did mm. you did you lose a lot of gigs? Were you booked? To, were you did you have a lot of gigs booked for this year or or, or not?
1: Oh yes, yeah, well, unfortunately we had tours um yep. going up the north north coast and um uh Victoria every year we do a Victorian uh, tour in October and that's mm-hmm. uh, that's gone and quite a few uh, quite a few a uh, few shows here around Sydney mm-hmm. um the uh, the Joan Festival out at uh, Joan um theater out at um uh, Penrith, at Penrith and Penrith, quite yeah. a number of yeah, quite a number of other places around Sydney and uh uh, uh Queensland. Oh yes, no we had quite a quite a few uh quite a few shows, and unfortunately, the whole, uh, the whole shebang just went. But that's that's okay. That's how it happens, you know. So
0: is everything being just on the back burner now? I suppose they can't even give you a date, can they? Because we just don't know where we're going to be come next year. No. So it's not absolutely. like they can go, absolutely. oh, look, don't worry, Lonnie, you'll be playing here on this date. So at the moment, nothing's booked for you.
1: No, 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 nothing booked. The only thing is that um in in uh december in or actually november halfway through november i do um, um i was booked uh, a year ago because i'd done this previously um a, a show at uh, i think seven six or seven weeks at a at a, uh, a beautiful um restaurant at barara waters called the uh, uh the water water view okay. and it's a, a glorious um restaurant there and i i uh, do a lunch um time show so i go there and do a show at, at midday and uh that um, the uh, the promoter called up uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they said, "Well, so far, none of the uh, none of the people have um, have cancelled, so it looks like it may still be on if the law um, allows it." But that holds about one hundred and fifty, and we pretty much pack it mm-hmm. every time, and it's uh, it's full of usually the groups, the probus, uh, Lions Clubs, Rotary people, and all that. They go there for lunch, and they have they have a beautiful four course lunch, and they. Um, And our show, of course, individuals go as well. We have a lot of fans; Um, they go as well. But that usually starts in November and uh, finishes, I think, uh, two or three days just prior to uh, prior to Christmas. But that's so far, so that may still be on. I don't know uh, whether or not it will be. Right? Who knows?
0: So I guess people just keep an eye on your um, on your on your Facebook page. Yeah,
1: just keep an eye keep an eye on that, or even uh, contact the Waterview. a restaurant at um, at Barrara oh, Waters. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful place. It's right on the water. I mean, it's a glorious um, outlook and a beautiful food they
0: give to. Yeah, well, if it goes ahead, just but let me know either via Facebook okay. or, or give me a call or whatever because I've I've got a website there where I'm I'm promoting everybody who comes onto the radio and talks with me. Um, oh I've great, got, I've thank got you. A, yeah, no, that's fine. I've got a gig guide which is attached to my um, my um, website, Austro- Aussie Flashbacks. Okay. And if it's going to happen, well, I can put it on there and, and certainly do some promotion for oh, you. you. No, it's absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure for you. Um, so, Beautiful. So you you set up your own record label, or company rather, Starlight Records, um, so you could re-record <laughs> your old catalogue and, and new material, which is, which is uh, bringing us to this new uh, Back to Basics album. Um, hmm. Have you got a lot of have you got a lot of stuff on there that can, people could could purchase if they want? Tell us about that. Like if they wanted to purchase some yep. of your back catalogue or some of your DVDs yep. or whatever.
1: Yes, we have a, a website called Starlight Records, and and, and the Starlight is not L I G H T but L I T E, so S T A R L I T E yep. Records dot com dot au, right. and there is lots of stuff up there. I think we have something like forty CDs about eight eight dvds and we have books and all, there's a whole bunch of whole bunch of stuff up there i i first started a record company um when i was in the united states and um so we were recording and stuff over there and i was promoting other artists um over there when i was in uh in nashville and las vegas and so we were doing a lot of stuff there and then when i came out back out here in uh, in 83 then i uh, i started it up um again here and um and we do it uh we do it here all the time, so everything I record we do go uh, we go there, and I have my back catalog i own also own my uh, um my old masters so we're so everything I've ever recorded we uh we have i think I've recorded over over five hundred and something tracks wow. um, all altogether, and we're setting up a another website where one can purchase the tracks individually okay. or um as a uh, as a uh, download, you know. Okay, so when
0: you say purchase individually, are they are they actually purchasing on a CD or on a on a vinyl, or, or is it yeah, just or,
1: or, or just as a download? Okay. Yeah, as a CD, as a uh, uh, or, or as a download, um, they just uh, download as an MP3 and uh, put yeah. it on the USB. We we sell uh, a lot of our uh, stuff when we when we do shows. We have um, we have the CDs, the DVDs, and we also sell our more popular um, um, albums um, on USB as well. So we offer them um, as well, knowing a lot of people in cars these days. They don't have the CDs. They're phasing that out like everything yeah. else, and uh, so they're all using. Um, USBs, which yeah. are also getting phased out, also as well because of the streaming business. You know,
0: it's it's an incredible thing when you think about it. With like from when you started way back in the '60s, you know, when mm. when you were with Johnny O'Keefe and that, that we, you know, everything was vinyl, your, your seven-inch single, yeah. twelve-inch album. And, yeah. and then you know we 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 ended up with cassette tapes, and then then we ended yeah. up with eight track tapes, and then we ended up yeah, with CDs right. and mini discs, yeah. and it's interesting yeah. to note that it seems to have gone full circle because I know Gil Matthews has got Aztec Records in Melbourne, and he's he was pressing all the classics onto CD, and now he's trying to press them all back onto vinyl. So exactly. <laughs> It's a, it's, know. A, it's a crazy, it's a crazy mixed up business, isn't it? And when I was talking to Glenn Shorick, he was saying that since the streaming, he's he's never made so much in royalties because everybody just goes yeah. and thinks, go, oh, I'll just buy that one or I'll buy that two, yeah. you know. Yeah. Whereas yeah. back in the day, you had to buy an album and, you know, you might be three That's or right. four that you love, but then the others yeah. you mightn't be that keen on, you know, so. Yeah. It's a, yeah. You know, oh, yes, it's
1: a different Different world altogether together uh today with the uh, with the streaming and all that sort of stuff. Very Excellent. very different. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So tell us about this album, Lonnie. Now we're on back to basics. This when did you bring this out? I know it was last year. Um, yeah,
1: late last year we we uh, we brought it out. It's been in the pipeline for with me for oh, maybe eighteen months or something. I've been um, thinking about it, and then we recorded the. Uh, um we uh um, recorded it here the, uh, the you know the backings here in Australia right and then um then i took it to um and recorded the um, um the vocals here in my own studio and then we went to uh, went to Nashville and i mixed it um in Nashville and came back here and then mastered it back here um with um, um uh benchmark and then um uh then released it. i think we, the release i think was uh, Maybe last October, November, around that time, anyway.
0: Uh-huh. So, did you want to? Um, did you want to work with particular, like you said, you took it over there and you recorded vocals over there. Did you want to work with particular engineers and so on and so forth, or or what was your reasoning for doing some of it here, some of it over there, bringing it back, and doing some more here? And
1: yeah, well, I guess it's just what you feel at the uh, at the time. You know, I thought I'd uh, I'd. Um, uh, recorded it here because I record it with my own band you know mm-hmm. fortunately i 've got my own band uh, permanent guys and uh, so we do everything together and uh, all my albums um it 's with the guys and so um i I did that uh, did that here and then rather than mix it here and I was going to mix it here and then i thought well i i don 't know whether i whether i uh, um whether I will um uh do the final mix here i mixed it here basically uh, myself and then uh then i thought no i'll go back to um to uh to nashville and there's a guy over in nashville it's a friend of mine and he's got his own little studio and does a uh, does a lot of stuff um over there and i quite like um uh, what he does where his head is head is out it's pretty similar to where <clears throat> to where mine is he's quite a conservative um, uh, mixer and uh, does a lot of country stuff and whatever. Anyway, so I I went to went over there and we mixed it there and I was uh, happy with it. So I came back here and then um, uh, the next process from mixing is um, having to master it. And and what mastering is, it's it's like beefing it up and bringing all the volumes up and bringing the bass out more and all that all that sort of uh, business. It's like the very final. Final touch, just like as as they say, the icing on the cake. Right. And and every every um, every CD or record or whatever um, that that is ever made um, um, professionally um, ends up with the mastering process. And I use um, use a guy that um, uh, was with EMI for many many years. He's a top guy here in Australia and. and uh, so I still go to him, and he uh, he masters my stuff, and uh, and then from that, then we uh, then we make the CDs and uh, and do everything else, you know.
0: Fantastic, and and obviously you you sell you sell the CDs at your gigs, at your performances. When when if and when we can get back to that, and do some mm. meet, meet and greets and and sign them for the yeah. for your customers, and 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 out yeah. of, and out of your online shop, which is fantastic. And I had a look at mm. your online shop. You do you've got books and DVDs and and albums <laughs> and it's a very very good thing to do I suppose because at some point do you ever see yourself retiring Lonnie from from performance no or, no? no not
1: really no, no not really I'm no, no I don't see I I, I just see myself stopping okay. and that would stop would be uh that my health wouldn't allow me to go any further that's a, that's that's the only thing that I can see uh I can see happening I, only because um um, usually, I think you, you retire if you you can 't go any further or if you 've lost interest right. I certainly haven 't lost interest in what i 'm doing, so mm. the only reason that I would retire would be that uh i couldn 't do it anymore mm. and you know wouldn 't be available if no one no one wanted to see me or hear me or whatever then naturally I'd stop, um, cause i 'd stop because i don 't want to force myself on anyone but mm. uh and also whether or not my health um wasn 't any good, you know naturally'd have to stop
0: yep. So what about but other than that, yeah. yeah, what about new music? I mean have you have you you think you might write more music or, or are you just
1: Oh yes, I'm still doing it. Yeah. You still do in fact I've I've got I've got a couple of albums in the pipeline um here now of what I've songs that I've been writing over the years and uh because um, some songs you don't write write them a hundred percent, you know. Sometimes you you do something and you just can't go any further with it, so you shelve it. And then <clears throat> later on, as you're going through all the stuff, you think, oh, okay, well, well, that then, then and you grow on from that. There's many um, big songs over the years sort of, that have turned out to be world-shattering songs have uh, have been written over a period of time. You know, they haven't been sort of just sit down and write it and and uh, like that. So uh, I, I, I'm writing a couple of albums. Um, there i'm putting together at the moment a, a christmas album a, like an acoustic type of christmas uh, album which i've always wanted to do a, a, a christmas album so i'm putting uh putting that together and uh, so now there'll be no stopping it's i guess anyone that's creative as long as you can or as long as you feel like you want mm-hmm. to you just yep, keep going you know yep yep, yep. i understand fully. it's whether the, ma- the major thing is whether, whether anyone wants to hear it that, that, that i think's the major thing not 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 so much whether or not I can uh, I can do it you know
0: yeah but i guess look people are always going to want to hear the classics and the stuff that you wrote that you know i guess made you famous um, I mean, I know a lot of musicians that have that have got the, all these classic hits from way back when, and they write new material, and they want to push the new material and try and, you know, sell new new ideas and new albums. But everybody still keeps to beckon for the older stuff, you know. Um, well, that,
1: well, that's pretty much it of uh, most of the uh, the uh, of the heritage um, acts, of which yeah. I guess I'm one of those. It's the same. Like if I go to a show and uh, and only want to do my newer songs. Um, a lot of people would walk out. you know, Not, not that they want to insult me, but that they came to listen to the old songs. That's the reason why they walked in the door and paid their money for the old songs. And I know a lot of the big American acts, they, they come out here, here and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and, and want to push their newer stuff, and a lot of people are quite horrified. They think, you know, I'll never go back and see him again because they didn't do this and they didn't do that, which was their big number one. And So I make sure that every single show I do, I uh, I do all my major hits. In fact... Yeah there wouldn't be one show that i've ever done i think in my whole career where i haven't sung my uh, my major hits you know i found a new love style i sub, right yep. yes and did i do and you know all those big uh, monster hits that i had um yeah. people love them
0: yes of course of course because I, I i do agree with it, with the american acts. I'm, i saw i saw boss gags many many years ago and he had that he had an album out there called silk degrees which was absolutely huge for him and mm. um <laughs> he came to Australia and he was promoting his brand new album and he didn't want to play any of that stuff. He all he wanted to do was push the new stuff and and literally people just got up and walked out and thought well we didn't pay to oh, hear, yes, yeah. we didn't pay to hear this.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, it, it's happened to me. I I helped promote Ray Charles here in the uh, in the 70s when he came back to uh, Australia for a few months and uh, um it was the same with him. Um, uh, unfortunately, it was right at the time when Ray was involved a lot with drugs and things, but he got on the stage there with his, um, with his band at the Horton Pavilion, for example, and I was sitting right up the back. It was was pretty close to a full house. And uh, he started playing and he, some of the songs lasted 20 minutes. They were just, uh, just playing blues and, uh, and everyone taking a solo and, and uh, people were screaming out, play this and sing this play, you know, hit the rojack and all that. No, I don't want to sing those songs, man. And so, uh, um, um, I would say three quarters of the audience literally walked out wow. um, before halftime.
0: And why do you suppose? Why do you suppose that artists do that? Do you think it's arrogance that I'm oh, I'm the star? It's my show. I'll do what I want to do, or or what?
1: Because at the oh, end of the yeah. day, you
0: want to please the crowd. Because if you haven't got a crowd, you haven't got a show. So I can't understand yeah. why people would do that.
1: Well, some people, I guess, it is the uh, it's the ego um, which is the motivator. I guess uh, in many cases of creative uh, people and people you know in in uh, in show business but as far as um as far as other things i don't know I I, they maybe I do want to um, promote their new album like you mentioned before, but mm-hmm. uh Boz gags and many of them do that same sort of uh, same sort of thing but you know, they 're really not taking care of their audience as just as you said, yeah. without the audience there's no show, and the reason why there is an audience is because what you 've done in the past, not what you 've done now and or what you 're doing in the future so uh, um, you have to do have to pay attention for that you'll only. You only hire a, a plumber if you know that he's he's done some good work in the past.
0: You know? yeah, yeah, you won't
1: just hire him and hope that he's good. Uh, <laughs> so I think it's the same with um, with a performer. You have to look after your audience.
0: I think so. I mean, you can understand that they do want to feature some of their new songs to to in order to sell oh, yes. to sell yeah, their sure. new material. That makes sense. But to just say, well, oh yes, I
1: do that too. Of course, no, so I, I, altogether I do about. Forty-five, fifty songs in my in my show. It's full. My, my show is a full-on music show. There's very little patter. Just um, a few little things just to introduce um, stuff. And but out of the fifty, forty-five, fifty songs, I'll I'll do more than likely around about um, five songs, five new songs from my uh, from my album, and the rest of them are are oldies uh, and oldies uh, and goodies. You know.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Well, mate, I, I, I think the album's great. I got it last week, and, and I've been thank playing you. it. I think it's really, really good. I love your take on Only 16 and, and Mona Lisa. I played Only 16 whilst, whilst I was calling you up. I'm going to play Mona Lisa when I hang up. Um, oh, thank uh, you. Hey, little mama. Oh. Absolutely great, <laughs> and of course, I played some of your old classic ones too the uh great. the starlight star bright I mean everybody wants to as soon as you say Lonnie Lee, they go, oh starlight star bright I, oh, I and know, I yeah. found a new love you know like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you've wrote some great stuff over the years you've had a fantastic career and I, I, I for one would hope you can just keep doing it as you said as long as as long as your health permits and if, if you can' create, yeah, that's the main thing. create more yeah. create more music and and um it's great for me to have people like you on the show and promote acts like yourself that are that are um you know that were out in the 60s that are still going 60 years right. later, it's 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 unbelievable, yes. it, it really is. And, you know, people talk to me about Justin Bieber and people like that and I think, oh, goodness me, that guy won't be around in five minutes, let alone 50 years.
1: Yes, I, I often wonder of, of all the artists, you know, even back from 30 years ago, whether or not they're going to be uh, around. Most of the acts that have been uh, really... Um uh, big world shattering acts you don't hear uh, about them anymore, so i I doubt if uh if that'll ever happen again, and the whole thing is changing anyway. The music industry is uh is morphing, is changing it's uh ever since um um m t v came on with videos in mm. it's it's more of you make a hit with video now uh, from a visual point of view yeah. uh, as opposed to all our hits so that we created just from the audio part of it what you heard, you know, um, television enhanced it. Everything, but uh, it wasn't the major thing. It's the same now. Unless all these major acts, most of them, they uh, come out and to do a show and it costs them a million dollars to set uh, set everything up because it's it's like a circus. Yeah. You know, all the uh, all the all the things that they need to yeah. uh, to do it. There's very few just walk out there and uh, and do something in front of a microphone anymore. Which means that I don't think that they will last the uh, distance like no. we have been lucky enough to.
0: I don't think so because at the end of the day, obviously they've got to keep they've got to make the show bigger and better and better. It gets to a point where you can't. You can only have so many pyrotechnics and so much lighting and so on and so forth. Whereas in your scenario, you walk out with a guitar and you do your thing and and it's great. That's it. That's it. Yeah.
1: All right, I Lonnie. Know, very lucky. Look, Thank you so much, night.
0: Phil. It's been my absolute pleasure, Lonnie, and uh, I'll, I'll keep playing this. And if you do have anything, please don't hesitate to contact me and I will put it on my website for you, any upcoming gigs or any upcoming albums you've got coming out. And, um, yeah, maybe we can have you on the show again. Okay. And happy birthday okay. for a couple of weeks' time. Good.
1: Thank you so much, Phil. It's been lovely talking with you. Thank you take you.
0: care. And you too, my friend. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Good evening. Okay. Bye.
1: Bye-bye. Bye.